0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, JesusLovesTheWorld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Jesus promised that on the revelation of who he is, that he will build his church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. This was not only a promise, but a prophetic declaration of what will take place. For when Jesus speaks, it is so. Even though the full force of evil shall try to oppose the living God, the good news is, all who choose to align themselves with Jesus are aligning themselves with victory. For evil will never prevail against God. When persecution comes, those who are disciples of Jesus, that is, those who are his church, are empowered to stand in the truth of who God is, what he has done and will do. As Jesus' church, we are empowered to stand in his absolute truth, exposing the lies of the evil one and the deceptions of the heart. In his unconditional love we stand, knowing we are accepted in the beloved, and God will never reject us, and is coming back for us. As we surrender our self-will to that of the Father's will, we are all transformed by him, able to stand in these last days. The resurrected Jesus appeared to John on the island of Patmos. Revelation chapter 1, verse 11 saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. So today we will go to the letter written to the church in Smyrna. Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 to 11. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Let us look into this letter to the church in Smyrna. Jesus portrays himself as the first and the last using the same words that he identified himself to John at the beginning of this resurrected appearance to him. As a result, Jesus immediately imparts an eternal vision that transcends any present reality of John at the time of writing, and even to us today. Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. The first and the last is also the exact same self-identification that God used to reveal himself to the Hebrew people. Many centuries before Jesus walked the earth as a man, Isaiah chapter 44 verse 6 There is no other God. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. By using the exact same terminology as God to the ancient Israelites, Jesus reinforces that he is the Eternal One. He is the Eternal One who had taken on human form, died as a human, and rose to life in a glorified human body. This is the great gospel of Jesus Christ. The Eternal One who became the Incarnate One experienced our reality of death, and through his resurrection we can experience his eternal life. Jesus conquered death and evil to give life and goodness to all who are willing. In his death and resurrection, Jesus stripped the grave of its power, a power that was given to it by humanity. When humanity chose to become one with both good and evil, At that moment, evil and death was activated into God's once perfect world. So it is in his resurrection power that Jesus stands before his church and speaks, intimately, personally, and powerfully. Jesus says, I know your works, tribulation and poverty. This reveals the heart of God. Jesus sees their situation. Not only does Jesus know their situation, but he understands. For he himself has experienced the ultimate tribulation of humanity, at the hands of humanity, the very ones he came to save. He as a human subjected himself to the full human condition born at a time of foreign occupation into an oppressive political and religious community. The entire burdens and afflictions of humanity, Jesus consumed on his body of flesh upon the cross, at the hands of humanity. The cross was not only a testimony of God's great love and how he was paying the cost for us, But is also a witness of the depravity of humanity and our desperate need for a Saviour. Yes, Jesus knows and understands their tribulation, poverty, and works. The resurrected Christ is there with them through it all. He knows the slanderous words against him and them, and he knows that they are not the truth. He knows their works, their deeds, all their efforts in such adverse conditions. For they are economically poor and lacking in things of this world, yet they are eternally rich. By saying they are rich, Jesus is not diminishing the hardship that poverty brings in this world. He is, however, identifying with them and speaks life over them. He declares, you are rich, changing their perspective of their immediate reality to that of eternity. For their wealth is eternal. It is a gift from God in Jesus himself, and cannot be taken away from them. It is those who have knowingly rejected Jesus that are eternally in poverty. Destined for death and destruction. The tribulation is the persecution that they are subjected to, the verbal abuse and resultant poverty. In addition to their present suffering, Jesus informs them of impending imprisonment. Persecution is very real. Still, to this day, there are those who live in the constant pressure of opposition to being a disciple of Jesus. There are families and governments who forbid their members from becoming a disciple of Jesus. If they choose to become a disciple of Jesus, they will either be pronounced dead or prosecuted. The family will deny their very existence and destroy all evidence of them. The government will imprison them. Either way, they are totally rejected and cast out of their own community, never to be connected with them again. Many are beaten, verbally abused, ostracised and put into prison as a result of being a disciple of Jesus. Many have suffered and still suffer persecution in all its evil forms. These world systems devised by humanity favour the rich and are opposed to everything of God, even denying his very existence. And this is the world in which we live. So remember when reading this text that the writer John is of Jewish blood. He has been exiled as a result of his testimony of Jesus. John testified Jesus is the Christ, the promised Messiah. Jesus himself came in human form from the tribe of Judah, of Jewish ancestry. So Jesus, through John, is not being anti-Jewish in his declaration that those who say they are Jews are not and are of the synagogue of Satan. Far from it. Jesus is identifying with his church in Smyrna. He too was rejected by many from his own tribe, There were those of Jewish blood who knew he was the Messiah, yet chose to reject him, chose to reject his right to rule and reign. And not only chose to reject him as their Messiah, but plotted to kill him and persecute anyone who becomes his disciple. So we read that in Smyrna, from their own community there are those who say they are Jews, yet are not. They are opposed to everything pertaining to God and deny Jesus as their Messiah. They are knowingly deceiving the church, saying they are of the same belief, yet they are not. Satan deceitfully opposes the living God. And Jesus declares that there are those amongst his people who have chosen to align themselves with the work of Satan. They have knowingly become partakers of this evil that is, saying they are of God, and they are not ignorant in this matter, they are willingly choosing to align themselves with Satan and proclaiming they have aligned themselves with God. This is the ultimate deception, trying to deceive God's people and lure them away from God. Satan deceives, opposes the truth, and propagates falsehood. Jesus is the embodiment of truth and propagates only truth. So Jesus brings encouragement. He states, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. This is reminiscent of what he told his disciples before he went to the cross. Jesus brings his strength, courage and victory into their situation. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So back to the letter to the church in Smyrna. Jesus says that the devil is about to throw some of them into prison, that they may be tested. The devil in this context means slanderer. When Jesus walked the earth as a man, he was falsely accused and slandered against. This was a conscious decision. And as Jesus has shown us, those who slander God's people, knowing that what they are saying is a falsehood, knowingly falsely accusing, are effectively aligning themselves with the works of evil, the works of the devil. Evil is not simply the result of bad choices made by humanity. It is the personification of the nature of opposing God in the devil. Every bad thing that happens is not God's sovereign will. It is important that we understand this. Violence. Death. Tragic accidents, oppression, betrayal, rejection, crime, wars, earthquakes, famine, sickness and such things are not of God and they're not his will. They are a result of humanity giving power over to evil. Evil and the damage and chaos it causes is real. It was real at the time of writing to the church in Smyrna and it is real as we read it today. Yet the good news is, evil and its causes are temporal. They are confined to the finite realm and will come under judgment and ultimate eradication. The life and renewing given by God is greater than death and destruction by Satan. Jesus says the physical imprisonment is to test you. The devil, through those enjoined in opposing God, wants to tempt or make a trial of the disciples of Jesus, to entice them to knowingly lie about who Jesus is. Remember, that is the devil's objective, to attempt to confuse the truth and deny God. The devil knows he is already defeated, yet out of this foolish pride continues to do what he does, deceive and falsely accuse. But in future time, he will be totally eradicated from earth. He has no place in God's new heaven and new earth. He and all who choose to align themselves with him have been condemned to eternal damnation. Jesus is revealing this to his church, that the persecution and imprisonment from a world opposed to God is for a limited time. Yes, the persecution is real, yet it will not be victorious. Jesus declares over his church, be faithful even to the point of death. And when Jesus speaks, it is so. The enemy may threaten death, but Jesus speaks life and faithfulness, his faithfulness and his eternal life into the impending situation. He confirms, I will give you life as your crown. To one who overcomes, he gives life as a crown. And he gives us his victory, his overcoming victory, his victor's crown. It is a gift from God not by anything we do or say. And yes, the one who himself became human, who died and came to life again, is the eternal one, the first and the last, who was dead and came to life, who declares, he will give the victorious crown of life, and he is faithful and true. And when Jesus speaks, It is so. Jesus concludes whoever hears what the Spirit says to the churches. That is the first hearers and all the hearers forevermore. And that is us today. The promise is for every disciple of Jesus. Regardless of our present situation, regardless of what force tries to oppose God and what circumstances of this world we live in, and tries to threaten God's people. We cannot be hurt by the second death, for we are victorious. Personally, Jesus has given us his victor's crown, the crown of eternal life, that is life forevermore, and his victory over death, over our selfish desires and all evil. To the glory of our Father. Praise his mighty name. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.